Does it seem like most podcasts are speaking a foreign language? We deliver your podcast straight to you in a language you can understand. Well, I'll drink to that. What did you say? It's what you want. What's up, everybody? This is the Cowboy James Storm, the NWA National Champion, and you're listening to SWN, Stoball Wrestling Network. And if you're not, sorry about your damn luck. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Prepare yourself for the greatest wrestling podcast on the World Wide Web today. This is the Stovall Wrestling Network. Introducing your host of SWN. Give it up for the one, the only, Caleb Stovall. It's me, Caleb Stovall, here with another edition of the Stovall Wrestling Network SW. Yeah, let me hear it, let me hear it. All right, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome to tonight's uh, program. I hope you uh, checked out uh, last week's episode. We had the very controversial, and I do mean controversial, James Caleb Kitchens, the leader of the unknown. He was here. He was talking about the unknown. He was talking about multiple subjects. That, you know, I had like a flood of emails and everything uh, like that. Uh, so, yeah, hey, it, 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 he, he did what he was supposed to do. He, he, he stirred up, you know, talk and everything uh, like that. So, again, we always love having James uh, Caleb Kitchens uh, come on um, uh, the show and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, we have so much to talk about uh, tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, a big week in pro wrestling is coming up soon. We're going to talk all about that. Uh, we also had a main event last week. It was our first ever main event. It was Nigel McGinnis and Brian Danielson for the ROH World Title. That was amazing. We covered that with James Caleb Kitchens, uh, and uh, we, we had some good insight on that. So I hope that you uh, enjoyed that, and I hope that you will check out that matchup if you haven't already. And tonight, we have a new main event for you that we'll talk about uh, coming up here in just a minute uh, and everything like that. We've got so much news to cover. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen? He wasn't here last week, but he is here. He had a whole hashtag, too, that was started about him. Dickens Fears uh, Kitchens or something like that. I don't know. You'll have to ask him because he's the one. He's the only Chris Dickens. You know, every time I come out, I get booze. Kitchens couldn't even get anything last week, so at least I'm getting something. What's going on, SWN Fan Nation? Chris Dickens here, and yes, I am back. I am where I belong, in the driver's seat with Caleb Stovall here on SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network. And yes, there was a hashtag last week. I'm going to go ahead and address this before we even get started with this program tonight. Oh, Lord. James Kitchens, you came on the podcast last week. I was not able to be here due to circumstances beyond my own control. 
but you utilize that opportunity to make a hashtag, hashtag Dickens Fears Kitchens. And you made that statement saying that it was part of our rivalry that lasted and spanned a good, what, 12 years? Well, you know, in the fence, Mr. Dickens. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in defense, Mr. Dickens, Hulk Hogan here. No, no, no. Well, that, I, I mean, but you have to admit, every time he comes on, you, it's something always comes up. Well, I something. tell you what, I will go ahead and throw down the gauntlet because he said our rivalry was over because we'll never be in the ring again because his final matchup was against Antrone to Fireman Brewer, and I respect that. My last matchup was against two jobbers who didn't know how to utilize championship belts and follow storyline arcs, but that's okay. Um, I'm more than willing to throw down in what we were supposed to have, and that's a debate on professional wrestling. That, by the way? I'm not going to say no names, <laughs> but um, but I'm reckoning their career's dead by now. So <laughs> here's the thing. Kitchens, I'm laying down the gauntlet. You have the hashtag... Dickens Fears Kitchens. I created the hashtag Dickens Fears No One. Both of those will be t-shirts on SWN's shop on tmbstudioshop.ga. But here's the thing. You want it, you got it. I want to have a one-on-one debate right here in the middle of the TMB Studios well, with James right, Kitchens. Right, hang on a second there. It won't be one-on-one because I, I, I... You're a moderator, okay? You throw out the questions, me and him will answer it, and in the end... And we'll let say the... you're both full of shit. Oh, great. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, well, you see there, so uh, like Caleb. Watching a Trump debate. <laughs> We're not talking about Trump here. Yeah, you had Did I Daniel already Ma- bring him yeah, out? Yeah, brought him already? out. Yeah, this is Daniel Jesus. E. Maine. How many others am I going to bring um, out this one? Caleb Stovall, you really, really need to watch your tone with me. I've already yelled at you once. I'll do it again. Because you <laughs> yeah, don't, we know you, how you that don't know how to run out. anything with electronics. Yeah, we know how that You don't know how to produce. You suck at what you do. That's why you had Chris Dickens over here doing second-rate tier work for you. <laughs> And um, you had to have James Kitchens come on the program because he's the only one that knows what he's talking about. Chris, one day you might just want to, you know, look in the mirror and think yeah. positive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> most definitely. Because I'm the one doing this voiceover crap, and I'm sitting there going, I'm insulting myself every five minutes. But you know what's funny about that? Like, people think I'm tough on you. I'm like, I'm like are you no, kidding, kidding me? No, you can't be. Chris Dickens is tough on himself. I mean, if you can't insult yourself before somebody else insults you, who's going to do it for you? <laughs> That's why soon you'll be able to buy a towel with my likeness and full body, so just like every other person in the wrestling business, you can pin my shoulders to the mat and say you pin Chris Dickens 1, 2, 3. <laughs> what the fuck? Just saying. And then ladies, when you use the Caleb Snowball towel, and wrap it around. around your thigh. Just watch where you put his eyes. Because <laughs> if you put him on them cheeks, he'll be following you for weeks. Gertner. <laughs> and this podcast oh has God. started off to a great yeah, start. You know what? <laughs> I'm to... No control. It's all out the window! You see what you did, Kitchens? You did this to me! Well, I try to regain my... You drove me to drink it! I want you to talk about the TMB 
store and the uh, all all of the uh, all the great merchandise <laughs> that's available. All the fucking Spotify and all that shit. <laughs> so while Kitchens has ruined this podcast because I went off the deep end, <laughs> yes, I'm blaming you. Let's talk about ShopTMBStudios.ga where you can get the official SWN Stovall Wrestling Network merchandise, including the SWN logo shirt. We're also going to have, as I said, the hashtag Dickens Kitchens and the hashtag Dickens No One t-shirts. We'll think about the towels. Well, I'm not really sure if that's going to be a good idea or not. But we also are going to have artwork that you can hang up on your wall. We want to look out for that. And check out all the other great merchandise that is available, including the TMB Studios logo shirt. Showcase that you are a supporter of TMB Studios. Showcase you're part of the SWN Fan Nation. And also, be sure to check out this show. Uh, if you're not listening to it on TMB Studios, you can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and yes, as we said, yeah, if you're, at this point, if you're already not, just turn it off and be like, you know what? You know, I'd, I'd rather go listen to... Um, Conrad Thompson tell somebody to chat him up. But we're also available on iHeart Radio now. So we're on the big four. So with that being said, I think Stovall finally has his composure. I pray to God he does because we've got to get this podcast back on track because the rails went off and I feel like we're in Back to the Future Part 3. <laughs> I want to go back to '85. And in the uh, and in the um, uh, I guess the, the the popular thing to do right now, I'm gonna do the hashtag Yaya challenge. I've never seen Back to the Future movies. Anyways. Oh hell no. <laughs> On that note, thank you guys for listening to SWN. This will be the final episode because uh, we're about to get a ton of hate mail on that one. Oh, I'm sorry. If I, I didn't get it on the other one. Just, I, You're lucky this is about wrestling and not about Michael J. I've Fox seen, and Christopher I've Lloyd. Great Scott! Oh, we gotta take Lord. you back, Marty! <laughs> Alright, you know what? Back to 85 I'm when wrestling I'm was cold. I'm gonna be Tony Khan now and take control. Anyway, <laughs> I'm Garner Minshew. <laughs> anyway. anyway. oh, we're all going downhill and I know, beat. right? It's, it's, it's just going downhill. It's kind of like raw. Anyway, oh! speaking of which, let's talk about it. It's yours. It's mine. It is everyone's favorite subject. That's right. And we've got a great way to open this contest, right? Like, okay. Aside from, you know, all of the joking we've done and everything like that, I cannot tell you right now how excited as a pro wrestling fan I am. Like, okay, so I posted, this was, I think, about two, maybe three years ago. I don't remember. It was when uh, Impact Wrestling was on uh, Destination America Mm -hmm. and ROH had just like signed the deal and they were going to be on. Mm-hmm. And I posted something. I said I said this, I said think about this for a second. Tonight you know it was Wednesday night. So I said tonight uh, Impact Wrestling, ROH and NXT are like all going to be on and mm-hmm. everything like that. Like and and I thought and I thought you want to tell me wrestling's dead or something like that blah blah blah. Yep. Well now, think of this coming week in October. This Coming week, right? We're recording on Sunday, 
a lot of people will probably hear this on Monday or something like that. Yep. So this week, it will might just be one of the biggest weeks in pro wrestling history in about 20 years. Yeah. We'll talk on that. It really is. Because think about this, okay? You've got on Monday night, you've got Monday Night Raw, all right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, all right? Tuesday night, it was announced that Impact Wrestling is going to be on... Um, Access TV. Yeah, Access TV. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But then Wednesday night, you've got NXT, obviously, live on USA Network. And it's going to be full two hours. Mm -hmm. uh, which was weird, the way that they did this opening, I guess, kind of with it. We'll talk about that in just yep. a minute. But it's going to be full two hours. And then, of course... AEW Dynamite. I, I, you know, I don't know if it's called Wednesday Night Dynamite, but it is called Dynamite. Hmm, that doesn't sound, you know, a little bit familiar, does it? Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that it's running head-to-head -head with NXT exactly. on the same time slot. Exactly. So you've got that. So the Wednesday Night Wars are officially happening. People yep. can say, no, nah, it's not a war, blah, blah, blah. No, yeah, it's okay. a fucking war. We'll discuss it's, that as, as, it's as the war. show progresses, how it's a war. Right, right. And then I, I, I can't remember what was on Thursday nights. I, um, there might not have been anything, right? But then you've got Friday nights. Not only do you have Friday Night Smackdown moving to Fox officially. And, yeah, it's on my schedule for my master trial. I looked on it, and I was just like, Okay, I'm not going to lie. That's really cool seeing that. You know, like, that was awesome. So, that is happening. But then you've got, on Access TV, you've got uh, WoW and New Japan, Japan. Pro Wrestling. Yep. I mean, think about this. This is insane. Have it we is. seen anything like this in about 20 years? We haven't. I mean, the last time we saw this was when WWF was on USA Network, and you had WCW on TNT. And then both of them had their own separate shows on, like, TBS was Thunder, and SmackDown was on UPN, and then you had ECW on TNN. Yeah. So that was the last time you had that, because Monday was Nitro and Raw, and then Thursday was SmackDown and Thunder, and then Friday nights was well, ECW. Well, technically, Thunder moved to Wednesdays. Yeah. Well, at, at the same time... You know, it, it was a full-blown, basically, we had a full-blown week of wrestling back Absolutely. in the late 90s. We had WCW Saturday night. Yeah, it's Sunday, Sunday night main event. And Sunday then, of course, night. you had Livewire and Superstars. Right. Not to mention Shotgun Saturday night. I remember yeah. those shows very and well. And then Sunday I, Night Heat. Yeah, I remember those shows yeah. very well because, like, and I miss those, like, shows because, like, I remember, like, as a kid, like, that was what I had to watch because I couldn't yeah. stay up late to watch. You remember Raw. WWF Superstars on the Saturday mornings? Actually, I remember Todd. No, I remember Oops. Michael Cole. Uh, he started on Livewire. But I do remember him, though. But uh, him and Doc Hendrick. Oh, <laughs> oh, hell, Vinny Mac. Hmm. Oh, Lord, I even probably butchered that, but whatever. Mm -hmm. No, shut up. Anyway, <laughs> no, I remember him. I remember Michael Cole and, um, oh, there was a woman that hosted with Sonny. Him. No, it wasn't Sonny. It wasn't Sonny. I remember Sonny hosted Livewire. There was Live someone Wire. else that, like, came after her. Oh, I can't remember her name, but I remember Sonny hosting because I remember. Pronounce, pal. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, but, yeah, I remember those shows uh, and everything like that. 
but yeah, that's what's gonna happen uh, coming up. And then, not, of course, not only in October, you've also got Hell in a Cell coming up. Mm-hmm. You've also got Death Before Dishonor from ROH that looks to be really, really good. I'm hoping that you know they hit a home run with it. Um, that that we'll talk about that. Uh, maybe not this episode, but we'll talk about it in the coming weeks and stuff like that. And if I'm, um, I'm not mistaken, isn't Bound for Glory supposed to be coming up soon? Too? Yes, October is always Bound for Glory, so that you know that's going to be big for Impact Wrestling mm-hmm. and everything like that. So a lot of stuff is happening, and then of course AEW yeah. kicking it off right off the bat. I'm very surprised that it's not in Florida that they're launching it, like because you know they're. Basically, their offices are Jacksonville, Florida. So instead, you know, they're going to Washington, D.C., which, I mean, I guess making it known right off the bat that, no, we're going to be a a global promotion. Yeah, we're going to be a touring global promotion. We're not going to be a local regional thing where we sit and tape like Orlando or Universal Studios. We're not going to pull the old WCW bit. We're coming out of the gate swinging hard. Yeah. So And they've proved themselves in a short amount of time that they can make this happen. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing, too. There's so much anticipation for their stuff because we don't see that much of it. No. There's not that much footage of AEW still, you know? Like, they still have more to go. Yeah, and then even Tony Khan made it clear that not every AEW star is going to be on the weekly program. Which I think is great. Yeah, so they're going to rotate the talent out. Which is a fantastic idea. Yes, as long as though you keep like you keep the main focal point story Mm -hmm. going, you still need like you know me and Kitchens were talking about this last week, which is one of my biggest problems, right? But I'll say it again for those who haven't heard it. Okay, so my thing was remember the Attitude Era. All right, everyone talks so good about the Attitude Era, blah blah blah, and we could get a debate on on that going. Uh, for another time. Yeah. But the main point, though, was I remember there was one thing that I tuned in for, and so did everyone else. And what was it? Stone Cold Steve versus Austin Vince versus Vince McMahon. Yes. And now it's like, what are we tuning in for? Who are we tuning in for? Yeah. Because, because here's the thing. If you have – say your favorite wrestler is Finn Balor right now, Right. There's a lot of kids who just like Finn Balor. And Finn Balor's not on TV at the moment. Exactly. He's not on TV. So you know? what are you watching for? Exactly. Uh, the, you know, even the Roman Reigns story, like, it's it's for the children. <laughs> Did you really just say that it was for the children? Even though our demographic is teenagers to adults. We're going to get sued by HQ Trivia. Oh, yes. <laughs> anyway. Talking about basketball. <laughs> that left an impression on you, didn't it? It certainly did. Okay. You don't know what we're talking about. Just no. forget about it. Throw it out no. the window. It's like a, anyway. it's like the raw rap sheet, uh, the, the run sheet, whatever. Well, like yeah, Vince McMahon said, we're not time. doing this crap. <laughs> I mean, legit, it, it's funny when people say those stories, right, and, and people report about that because I'm sitting there like, how do you know? You know, like, like, were you there in WWE? But then you watch the shows and you think, well, kind of looks like someone did. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of just looks like a lot of shit was just thrown in. And then, uh, am, am I am I understanding this right? 
Carmella is now the 24-7 champion? Yeah. <laughs> or did R-Truth pin her? No, not, no. She, they ran out in the ring on this. Uh, oh, and then I saw mall. the women now chasing yep. after. I'm like, come on. They ran out in the ring like... and Carmella was telling Truth that she's tired of running. She's tired of, uh, you know, having to run around and having to fear for, you know, their safety. She was done. And he hugged her and she schoolboyed him and pinned him. Won the belt, and he raised her hand in championship victory, and then the women started chasing him while everybody else just stood there and looked in disbelief. It's like, what What do we do now? Um, Chris, out of all the crappy things that you've ever booked and everything. I've booked a lot of crappy things, trust me. <laughs> no, but on the I booked real. myself in a match against myself and lost to myself, okay? So I've booked some crappy things. All right, I don't even want to, you know, get into Yeah, don't get that. into the logistics of that. It's very difficult to do, but okay, okay. one promotion so, made it popular, and I'm suing. Okay, so on the for real, all right, on the for real, here is my question. How does that get anybody over? It doesn't. Like It's, it's a comedic relief spot, kind of like what uh, GTV was back in the day or um, yeah, anything but, to that effect. And I get, I get the whole comedic thing and, and everything like that. But, again, just like my problem with the guys running after it, they all look like idiots. They do. And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that any of them actually are. I'm saying that with them all chasing that, you look like a moron. You look stupid. If you want to see you how look was, stupid. If you want to see how it was done right, you. I'm being serious. Go back to the Attitude Era and watch the Crash Holly vignettes with the hardcore title. The It was basically the same principle, but, but it was done was, in a different way. It was it was done in a different way, and it was a different time frame. Yeah. And and, and it made more sense at the time. And and the way that he did it was so that he could be a big shot, you know, kind yeah. of thing. And, and I, that was entertaining, but it only helped him. The minute that he lost it, or the minute that, you know, they stopped doing that... It was it for him. Well, not really just it for him, but it was more like... Like, after that, no one cared about the hardcore title no. at that point. It became a uh, less, like, third-tier title. And I always thought that crap. their hardcore matches, a lot of the times, were more comedy... Then they were like, you know, when you watch like an ECW matchup, like our main event tonight with Sabu and Van Dam. Like, yeah. Like when you watch that, you can actually take it serious. Like, okay, these guys want to kill each other. Right. Whereas, you know, back in the Attitude Era, if you go and you watch, that weren't hardcore matches. Like, of course, if you had a street fight match with Austin and everything like that, it looked like he was going to kill you and everything mm -hmm. like that. But that was him. But if you but if you have one of those hardcore matches, did it not look like it was more comedy? Yeah, and that's the thing is a lot of more comedy was thrown into the mix in a lot of those matches. To uh, appeal, to, yeah, to, to appeal everyone. to everyone. Like, what's the point in throwing somebody into a river during a match? <laughs> what if the fucker drowns? You can't pin him then. You know, did make sense then? Doesn't make sense now. Um, no, but that was a great spot. It was a great spot. It was a comedic spot. It was funny. We got a kick out of it. But but I'll admit, 
in in ways it worked because yeah. then when you got to like the main event and even like if they would go into the crowd it's it was more serious exactly you know this like, even in WCW I felt like if you go and you watch like all of their hardcore matches there's nothing but comedy in it like I can't take anything that they're doing serious like no. I remember watching. One of the Thunders, right? Mm. And they had I this, apologize. like... I know, right? Oh, my God. I watched the 2000 Thunder, and I, they're fighting in the aisleway, and you've got Tony Schiavone and them laughing. Like, like, like they're just like, oh, oh, my God, he hit it, blah, blah, blah. Then they go up, and it's like they tried to do, like, the giant angle where someone fell off the roof or something like that. Hogan and the giant. Fighting on top of the NGM Grand. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. But it was, but it was like a similar spot or something like that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they go from laughing to, oh, oh my God, th this is serious, fans. Love up, and I'm just like, I can't take it seriously. Even a man falling off the roof like that, I can't, I can't take it seriously. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just, and I get what the 24/7 uh, championship is supposed to be and everything. Like, I just think like. I mean, just everyone who chases after that, if, like, you're doing that, you're it's asking a, for a career. It's almost like the, the, the writers and the bookers of the show are becoming lazy with it. I mean, when it started off, it was good. We sit here and joke about the spot with Antron Brewer getting out of the car and uh, R-Truth. Well, that was just because it was, you know, but, the fire But man. now, every single time we see it, they're running through the halls. They're running into the ring. Uh, it comes after a match. It happens during a match. And you notice none not one of the big people chase after it. No, it's all the lower card people. Exactly. It's all the people who can't get booked on the show because we don't know what to do with you. We don't know what to do with EC3. We don't where, know what to do with Drake Here's Maverick. my question, right? All right, here's my question. How do you have three hours of uh, three hours on Monday night, two hours on um, Friday night now, you know, or Tuesday night, whatever, Two hours on Wednesday night, and you have a whole fucking network, and you tell me that you don't have anything for someone. Yeah. How is that possible? It's it's you got to fill all of this time up and everything like that, and like it's like there's it's like when they don't know what to do with someone, they just bring something over from like. Like, if it's SmackDown, they bring something over from Raw, and they dilute the two shows. Like, is Becky on Raw or SmackDown? Is Sasha on Raw or SmackDown? I've seen her on both since she's come back. Which one is Shinsuke Nakamura on? Because I swear to God, I'm getting tired of hearing all that talking that uh, Sami Zayn is doing. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't get that one. Like, we were talking, like... Last week, you know, he asked me, uh, um, you know, how can they change things and everything. I'm like, can we stop putting, like, the people who should be on top in, in stupid positions? Mm -hmm. Like, Sami Zayn, while he might be one of the best talkers in the business right now, you know, I, I'll give him that. But here's the thing. He should be, like, the number one babyface. Did they not see that in NXT? Apparently not. Because apparently they didn't see that Kevin Owens was their best heel. And now he's their top babyface on SmackDown suing Shane McMahon. 
which they are bringing it for this launch of SmackDown, obviously. Obviously, they want to get, you know, a home run right off the bat, so they're going to give a pay-per-view-style main event, and it's going to be a ladder matchup. Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens, and the um, loser leaves WWE, pretty much. And it's like... I thought okay. that was going to be on Hell in a Cell. No, oh, they moved it to SmackDown. No, it was it was it was it was announced on SmackDown Live this past Tuesday that uh, it's going to be on SmackDown. The launch, oh, of the launch of SmackDown on Fox. Yeah, so that makes a lot more sense. Uh, I guess you know, knock it out of the park when you come on the network. They're already talking about all the big names that's going to be there. Um, the Rock is supposedly uh, locked down for that. Here's another thing I've, I've I've wanted to say this, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, you're I, fine. I thought about this. When I kept seeing the commercial on Fox and everything like that. Here's a problem, all right, that I have with those commercials. None of those people actually are there now. Yeah, they're trying to the, the bank on the nostalgia factor. Exactly. And they're not but you rely on that too much. Mm -hmm. Like obviously in the new commercial you have Charlotte, you've Becky, you have Kofi in there and everything like that. But what if if you always look at a lot of their stuff, whenever they advertise stuff, it's always The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, but that was the attitude era. This is not then. Like, like you, that's where you don't know who can actually sell anything because you just use old images. Yeah, you're banking on the nostalgia of your attitude era fans when it was the biggest time in the wrestling business. And the sad thing about that is during the attitude era – you were banking on the golden era. You were using classy Freddie Blassie. You were using images of uh, all these old schoolers. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Phil. Michaels. Bret Hart. All those people. You were using that imagery to bring in that old crowd to kind of lock into this new crowd. And you didn't even need it then. But the sad thing is you don't know what you have now because you're too much locked into what you used to have. Kind of like how WCW used to do it as well. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, you go and you watch the Monday Night Wars, and you look at that, and you just go, wow, WWE, you are literally doing that today. Like, someone made a, like, someone made a video. It was called The Rise and Fall of WWE. And, it, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, holy shit, this actually is kind of going on today. Mm-hmm. Like, at that... The, and it's props to whoever made that because that that was so funny. It really was. But yeah, but there's gonna be a lot of stuff going on. Who knows what else we're gonna see um, with the launch of SmackDown? And you know, here's the thing. What here's what we haven't talked about. We have not talked about how Fox and USA are gonna affect each other. You know, that is really a, a good argument and statement right there because, I mean, two different networks, one company, and they're supposed to be splitting the roster. But at the same time, watching this happen, I can say that there has been, you know, parts where Fox has wanted, you know, The Fiend to be on SmackDown or, or, or just recently, like with the announcement of the new commentator teams. They brought the whole commentator team from Raw to SmackDown Live. And so now you have Renee Young, Michael Cole, and Corey Graves on SmackDown where they used to be on Raw. 
Right. Because Fox wanted it that way. Yeah, and, and it seems like Fox is just going, hey, everything that we see on Raw, we want on SmackDown. Yeah, it's like a it's like a little kid on the playground saw the dude with the Ninja Turtle action figure. Like, I want that Ninja Turtle action figure. And they send Big Bully Brother over there to grab the Ninja Turtle action figure and bring it to them. That's basically what's going on. And I don't think WWE is, like, as good at catering to their networks as they think that they are. Well, and they got Eric Bischoff dealing with the executives over at Fox. And Eric Bischoff, I'm sorry to say this, is a revolutionary when it comes to the business. But also, at the same time, these days, he he's not what he used to be. He's more of a kiss-ass than he was of a pushback. He used to push back a lot with Turner Heads, and, and now he's like... Well, he learned his lesson. He learned his lesson. Now it's like, oh, yeah, sure, I can get that for you. Goes to Vince. Hey, Vince, they want this. Well, I'm not doing that, pal. Well, then you, you're you losing out on a quarter of a million dollars uh, in your contract because they will get... Oh, well, get, give them what they want. Well, Why? Though, I can understand Fox is like one of the big four uh, or the big three, whatever it is nowadays, because ABC really doesn't count much anymore, either CBS. Um, really, yeah, but they don't. Even NBC doesn't count too much anymore, unless you're counting Saturday Night Live and uh, somewhat NFL. But Fox, yeah, they're a big, big conglomerate. But they're not as big as they used to be after this NBC, uh, NBC, uh, Disney buyout of the majority of their assets. Yeah. So they're they're basically a shell of their former self, and they're focusing on sport. Which you you can attest to. You work for uh, uh, affiliate. Um, they focus on sports. They focus on reruns of other shows. Yeah. Um, talk shows, court shows, court shows. Maury. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 good quality for. Yeah, uh, and there's Saturday, uh, Sunday, uh, animation domination. Which honestly, how's that going to work with Disney owning The Simpsons? And you know, it's just. They're, well, they, yeah, but they're not going to censor what they do kind of thing. It's kind of, I mean, like, they, they've already, you know. I, it's, it's beyond the point of that. It's just that Fox is grasping for whatever they can find that is uh, quality programming that is up there so they can have something that they think will pull an audience. And they got WWE over here who well, had I an mean, audience years ago and doesn't have the same audience that they used to, but they still have a something there no but they still go to arenas and sell them out they do but nobody tunes in as much as fox thinks they do this they're going off of, they're no going off of what they used because to because tv is not what it used to be no everything is and on that's streaming why, services. and that is why i can see where sometimes i go well you know if you think about it it really isn't a war because think of how many people are going to watch it on hulu the next day yeah well you can watch NXT at any given moment. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can, you you can, can watch, watch SmackDown. NXT you can watch any Raw. Given moment. But AEW, you can't. No. And it's like, well, well, that you can even as well. Like, you can watch it on Hulu the next day. I, well, I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but they probably will, though. If you have the Hulu live stream package, you can watch it again the next day. Or no, you, you can, can DVR it. it. That, too. You you could DVR it. Yeah. Um. TV. Well, and and two. You know, here's the thing. People don't have like I don't have cable. I don't have I don't either. cable. I just have Netflix, Hulu, and the WWE Network. That ain't all you have. You well, have I ain't gonna get club. into that. Actually, I, mean, I don't right now. Well, I mean, I've got Netflix, I've got Hulu, I've got Philo for Access TV, I've got the WWE Network, I have Impact Plus. I mean. 
the options are there, and and the Nelson rating isn't a damn thing anymore. Yeah, because and, and they keep trying to come up with like new ways on that stupid thing. It never has worked. So no, it it, it it's gonna be interesting still, regardless. But like I said, you know, there's I, I don't know. I, we'll see what we'll see how much Fox affects you know Raw and how much you know uh, this and that. Like like we'll see which one we'll see. Who, when, if they'll come in and be like, hey, we want AJ Styles on top, and we want The Fiend in a feud together. Well, they're not on the same show. We'll get them over here. Yeah, I mean, if Fox starts booking SmackDown, then we'll have, have some a problem. weird-ass wild card rule that makes no fucking sense. It still doesn't. I still don't know what that rule is. That rule I, went I, out I the window a long time ago. It's just now, it's just, hey, go there where the fuck you want. And basically that's what happens. But now they got to have the actual draft to make these two separate entities exist. And I don't know. It's convoluted. It's it's what WWE's been for the past few years. (laughs) It's strange uh, and it's weird. Yeah, it it is. uh, But what, what isn't weird, though, is Impact Wrestling got picked up by Access TV. Not just picked up, but the company, the parent company that owns Impact Wrestling, Anthem Sports, bought a majority share of Access TV. And this is something they've been trying to do for a long time. They have been trying to do this for years. Yeah, I didn't know, I didn't realize how much Anthem, like, wanted to buy Access like that. They did. Now they own a majority share, so now they have a permanent home for Impact Wrestling. And it's strange because, you know, Anthem has a lot of brass when it comes to the pro wrestling business. They've got deals with a bunch of pro wrestling uh, indies. Yeah. So I didn't, I, you know, I didn't know like how serious Anthem would be when purchasing Impact Wrestling. Like I thought, like it was going to be kind of another company that was going to come in and, and like have no idea what they were doing. And that it was just going to all fall apart. And then somehow, like, they've managed to, like, still be in business. Yeah, and they've drawn attention to themselves. I mean, they've utilized the talent that they have. uh, And and they've brought back talent. And they've put people in places, uh, in positions, and backstage. They have a very unique way of presenting the product. They do. I'll say that. There are moments where I question it. Like, they had that live stream on Impact Plus. Uh, where you can hear everything from the jump from the commentary table during the whole introduction, and you can hear the countdown to them getting ready to start the show. <laughs> I was like, um, who's working your audio? Uh, if you're not paying that much, uh, can I work for you? Right. I-, I know what I'm doing. Fuck, I run a podcast. <laughs> so, but, I mean, look what they've done lately. They took... Uh, a no-name talent, third-generation superstar out of North Carolina. It goes by the name of, I haven't done this in a while, Tessa Blanchard, baby! And she is now the talk of the God, wrestling business. God damn. It is today. It is today because look at it like this. Look what they've done for her career. Yeah, I, yeah I'll say that. I mean, because here's the thing, right? A lot of people think that like, for instance, Ricochet, uh, which is funny that, that we're talking about Tessa, but no, I, I, I'm i serious when I say his name. Like, everyone thought that he was, like, really, really big, and I was just like, no, see, he's big on the independent scene. 
you know, go somewhere else that like like go into WWE and they don't know who you nope. are. I'm not talking about the front office or anything. No, like it's talking about I'm the ta- fans. Exactly. I'm talking about the fans. Legit, they're like crickets when he comes out because mm-hmm. they're just like, wait, who are you? Like, okay, we've heard that you can do flips, but we still don't know who you are. And that's all they care about. It's just like, oh, the guy can come out, he can flip around. We'll pop for that. You can give a shit when you enter. Whatever. Exactly. I mean, the only other person I've ever seen do that was, uh, what's his name? Um, the first uh, cruiserweight champion. Uh, he works for Impact Perkins. now. Perkins. Yeah, TJ Perkins. Perkins. The only reason why they popped for him was because it was a video game reference in his freaking entrance video. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, Street Fighter! And then he dabs! And everybody went, okay, we're done. Yeah, it's like, all right. (laughs) That's it. We'll pop for your entrance theme, and you're done. Yeah, well. So, but. Well, whatever. You know, the the point was, though, is that, like, you know, Tessa was big on the independence in here in Carolina. Yeah. But really, not a lot of people knew who she I mean, she was used as, like. Of like a bar woman for the Seamus and uh, um, uh, Cesaro Sorry. bit and everything. Like that Brewer was in as well. That bar scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was used as a girl. Like she was used as a girl that they were hitting on, basically. Yeah. And so I mean, that should tell you something that like not a lot of people knew who she was. You no. Know? So. Yeah, but now with Impact Wrestling, with the exposure that she's been getting, and this, I guess, what seems to be a pretty good feud between her and uh, Sammy Callahan. Get my merch. Um, <laughs> I had to turn that in. Studioshop.ga. <laughs> anyway, but that feud, you know, it, it gained it, it gained quite a bit of views. And not only that, but if you look at the feud and, and what transpired after the fact. She's aligned herself with ECW alumni. She yeah, is now like almost just like the future of the ECW branding, so to speak. They've given her but the torch. But she still kind of acts like a heel. She does. But at the same time, look at it like this. They gave her the opportunity to fight for the TNA, TNA the Impact Wrestling World Championship. Now she's going for the X Division Championship. Wait, what? She is yes, going for the she Impact is. She is going for the X Division Championship. Okay, she so, tweeted online, "Pay attention, this isn't happening for no reason." Okay, so so here's so here's why. Um, there's a rule, and I don't know if they still do this. They do. If you're talking about the rule of cashing in the, t- the title, C. yeah, that is still a rule. And a what lot of it? people were talking about her doing that to go against Sammy Callahan at Bound for Glory, and that may happen. Wait, Sammy Callahan is the champion? Yeah. When did that happen? I thought it was uh, Cage who was the champion. Uh, Sammy Callahan, if I'm not mistaken, is the champion right now. It shows you how much I follow Impact Wrestling. I mean, I, I can't follow everyone. I mean, I follow Tessa on Twitter, and right sure now she is. yeah okay whatever. Um, I, I've had Tessa on my social media since she started in the business. It says she was training at high spots. Okay, so the thing is, is that I followed her career from start to now. All right, I, and I do that and with a lot of wrestlers. Like Shut your mouth. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, even when this impact uh, moved to Access, she put on there Access TV is Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, she is yes. double exposed on there, and that's not a, that's not a way of I saying know. you're sturdy. Um, but she's on Impact. 
And then she's on WOW. She's WOW Women of Wrestling's champion. Yeah. So we're talking double exposure here. I thought on the Havoc w- uh, won the title. No. Oh, that was just that awesome match. That yeah, that was had. an awesome match. Tessa is the champion. Okay. Um, and and it's cool. But at the same time, look at all these other talents that Impact Wrestling is uh, boosting up. And, and there's a lot of these. Sammy Callahan being one. Eddie Edwards. Um, you know, we keep going. Brian Cage was a big one that uh, got boosted up a lot. And Did you see a report, too, that John Morrison is, is now WWE? with WWE? Yes, he signed a contract and is returning to WWE. I don't know how much I... That's a full I only, circle. I only saw that on one... Like, I saw it on know. five outlets, and one of them was ESPN. So... It's official. He's going back to WWE. And 9 out of 10, he's going to SmackDown. Probably. Probably. And, and hopefully he doesn't go in as a Johnny SmackDown. Johnny SmackDown, of course. Or if they put him on Raw, Johnny Raw. No! Stop that shit. But if it's John Morrison, that's who he needs to be. Well, go back know, to hey, that. Wait a minute, Team him with The Miz and make it work again. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Because here's the thing. Um... That was originally Bruce Pritchard's idea for John Morrison. That was the idea was he was going to be, each week he was going to be Johnny something. And so that's where that idea kind of formed. Now they, they stuck with one to make it, you know, easy to follow and everything like that. But when he, like, went to the independence, yeah, he started, like, as at first he was John Hennigan, then it was Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo! Yeah. I'm sorry, I had to make fun of Brian Cage's wife. Anyways, (laughs) which apparently they're having a wedding coming up on Impact Wrestling. It wouldn't be a wrestling program without a wedding on there eventually. I don't don't understand uh, that. I, I just don't understand that phenomenon. That really needs to die. Well, like, that and also certain, going up against it, it, it the just boss like needs certain to die. things that I will talk about in, in an upcoming segment. Just stay tuned for that. That's all I got to say. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so a lot of stuff is going on in Impact Wrestling, though. Um, and, and I'll say that. You know, and we talk ROH has got Death Before Dishonor coming up. Yeah, they do. And I hope that they can hit a home run with it because they need something. Yeah, because all the wind is being sucked out of Ring of Honor right now with all these other wrestling promotions making these huge announcements and huge leaps and bounds. And they're just not really they're, doing. They're in they're, the water. They're relying on. They're relying on their old formula of like, no, just stick with the wrestling product itself. Which I mean, obviously that is what you want to do, but you need to make big steps in that. You need to tell better, like more intriguing stories that get people talking. Because right now they really just don't have anything. The closest that they have, they've got the Allure versus Kelly Klein. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. You know, especially like if you understand like the ROH product, which that you know might be a, a, another problem that they run into with it. Yeah. And then you've got the Roosh versus uh, Matt Taven story. I'm Matt Taven. No, you're not. All right, I just had to <laughs> shut up. Anyways, but Roosh uh, versus Matt Taven. And that's gonna be really good, you know. So I, I, I don't know. There, there's just, but it's just so much going on. And then and, of course, and, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, no, you know, ahead. with with Ring of Honor and you know the Raw and SmackDown thing. The biggest thing right now is Wednesday night. 
let's face facts. Wednesday night, this coming Wednesday night, is the big thing. And it's so big, in fact, that, you know, AW, like AEW, sorry, I almost called it AWF, and that was a curse. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to put that bad branding on you. But AEW Dynamite debuting on TNT is huge. I don't know if we can continue. Never mind. You're right. We might have to close the shop up and do everything. Never mind. Anyway. AEW <laughs> Dynamite on TNT debuts this Wednesday. That's already big enough itself. But as we said earlier in the program, the Wednesday Night War, everybody's saying it's not a war. It's not a war. Well, then why, number one, did you take NXT off the WWE Network and put it on Wednesday night in a two-hour time slot? That's the same as AEW Dynamite. And why is that two-hour time slot going to start right when AEW launches their stuff? Because for the past two, two weeks now, it's been one hour on USA Network and then another hour on the WWE Network, which makes no fucking sense to me. Yep. But then on top of that, this Wednesday night... NXT presents a night of champions where each title is being defended with limited commercial interruption. Oh, so what? Yes. I just had a Chris moment. Oh, well, that's uh, no nothing. No, it's nothing. What? Yeah. No, no, for real? For real. Limited commercial interruption. And here's the main event. Well, hang on, hang on. Go I ahead. was about to say, so then basically what you're telling me is is the big independent stars that everyone tunes into for NXT, let's just not, let's face facts, uh, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, obviously, and of course, Adam Cole, baby! May you rest in peace. Anyways. Which is funny that you say that. <laughs> so those Who's, guys that are the reason that people watch NXT basically are going to be on the whole entire show. For the most part. They, because they are the ones that hold all they, of the look, titles. They've got Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole, baby, in the main event. I know. So now, so now answer me this, NXT. What's going to happen when you get to those awesome takeovers now? That's the thing. They're also including 205 Live in the TakeOver events now. Well, they're also including it in, in the um, weekly show. Yeah. Like, like two, 205 Live is now part of NXT. Which is stupid. You've taken away the complete package that is NXT. The life that was NXT is now a WWE program, period. And that was everyone's fear. Yeah. I mean, And, and, and again... And, and I guarantee you they won't win this Wednesday night. I guarantee you they will not win this Wednesday night. Because everyone – all right, so everyone is not trained for USA Network on Wednesday nights and anything <laughs> like that. But everyone is ready for this Wednesday night show on TNT. Yeah. And I guarantee you the minute that that happens, Vince McMahon is going to come in and be like, no, I'm doing it now, and we're going to put Reigns out here. We're going to have the Fiend come down here and attack someone. We're going to do all this. It's going to die. And Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to come back on NXT. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. 
Yeah, and he's never been on NXT no. or in his life. Well, he he did like one interview segment about it, and that was it. But again, I, this this is my question again. Then for the takeovers, what's gonna happen? So all of these awesome takeovers that we've been having, they're not gonna be so hot now, are they? No, because then they're gonna have to pull out all the stops on Wednesday nights just to win what I think is a ratings war. Well, here's and here's another question, and, and I had this question, I think. With either Kitchens or you, but they're not going to always record at or, or do these live shows at full sell. There's no. no way. So are they going to go to bigger arenas? Are they going to go to the smaller venues that they've been doing? What's going to happen? It was me and you that had that conversation, and we yeah. were discussing uh, if they decide to go to big arenas. NXT is not built for big arenas. It really isn't. The takeover shows are. But NXT in of itself as a television product, it's not. And the takeovers happen so rarely now. It like obviously they happen, you know, as part of the big four weekend, which they're not gonna be anymore. It's probably just gonna be WrestleMania weekend that they do it. But everything like like cause now the takeovers, they're gonna have their own specials. And how many specials are they going to have? Yeah. Because you know they're gonna over flood the network with them. And that's going to be the problem. Because everybody can't keep up with that much television. No. Which is why AEW has you. Because they have one. They have one television show. And they have social media content. Which what everybody watches. Everybody watches the social media content. Because Absolutely. it's the ease of access. Being the Elite is probably the biggest wrestling program in the world right now. And of course they have their build-ups. Not only through their television program. But through their road to, you know, blank, whatever it is, road to all out, road to uh, double or nothing. Yes. Those yes. help build stories and help take you backstage and, and are in, you know, fully I also engulfing. I saw this on Facebook, right? Because we, we had this question about, um, uh, you know, who the commentary team was going to be exactly when this thing launches uh, and everything like that. And I heard, like, I saw a Facebook post on the What Happened When thing, and it was Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross, and they're apparently going to do like a live show, like the the two of them. And it said, it said you you you're seeing them uh um from the announced position, you know, in, in years now see them live or something like that. And I was just like, did he just basically give away that that they're going to be the announced team for? The opening? Well, I know Tony Schiavone has been doing um, in-studio stuff for AEW. Yeah. Um, and and it looked, the, the studio setup looks really cool. It's a green screen, but it's just the graphic that they use and everything looks really cool. And, um, you know, that part is awesome. If they're going to be the commentary team, that's just going to seal the deal on this. And you can't touch AEW at that point. Because not only do well, you... I don't have that motherfucker interrupting JR and again during the damn thing. Ugh. Look, alright. All Out. Um, I don't remember the guy's name. He keeps his hands in his pockets all the time. Oh, Orange his, Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. He made his debut and the crowd popped. The biggest pop you've heard in years at a wrestling event. Next to John Moxley's debut. John Moxley! They come on there and he's like, Freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy! 
And he did the the, the suicide dive but through man, the ropes. But now, see, here's but, but the thing. When, the, when Excalibur does those wrestlers, it is good. No, but here's the thing. Here's This is what I was getting to about okay. that. JR did live in the moment coaching during that. He goes, who is this guy? And Excalibur goes, Sarge Cassidy. He goes, I know, but who is he? And like, describe who he is, damn it. The fans at home don't know who he is. And I watched that, and I'm like, hand in face, like, God, you did not realize what he was saying from the jump. That you had it was Orange Cassidy. Nobody fucking knows. Tell him who he is. <laughs> That's what happened. And then he had to describe that he was best friends with these guys and trained with them. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. And you still didn't give us full insight of who he is. <laughs> That's why I go back. To, I thank God that Excalibur shut up long enough for Jr. to call the Arn Anderson spot because Ar because when Jr. said that it was like every old school wrestling fan like myself like wet themselves mm -hmm. like the spine was, on the pine yeah, literally like like the spine on the pine and I was just like yes yes and like Excalibur didn't say a damn word and I was like thank. Freaking God. I could like, do without Excalibur talking unless it was like a big moment and he would uh and listen, I'm not saying you know, that he's that bad. I'm saying if he's gonna be the main announcer, then make him the main announcer. But don't have him off to the side interrupting everyone, saying every damn thing. Like he like there would be points where he would literally call every single move and I didn't hear JR for like Five minutes. Well, it's kind of like watching Raw, and all you hear is Michael Cole, and then you hear Renee Young and Corey Graves throw shade at each other. Like when um, Carmella won the title, uh, Renee Young actually said, Oh, great. Now you can christen the 24-7 championship, Corey. <laughs> and his response was, It's too late for that one, Renee. And I'm like, Oh, my God. What the hell did I'm I just hear? Lie. That's great. It is great. But all That's you funny, hear is yeah. Michael Cole calling these matches, and then you'll barely hear yeah, them too. Yeah, but he's the main guy. Yeah. So that's okay. He's Joe Buck. All right? JR is supposed to be Joe Buck. Excalibur is fucking um, He's supposed to be the Jerry. Yeah. That's who he's supposed to be. And that's not what happened. It's supposed to be a package deal like JR and Jerry Lawler were supposed to be. That's, I guess, what they were working with, uh, what I, they were trying to do. I don't I don't know. Like Again, someone's going to have to explain that to me. But I'm hoping that it's just going to be JR and Tony to at least start off, you know. This well, I mean, the voices of Turner Broadcasting from the jump need to be the voices of AEW. If not, then it's pointless to not have them start this program off right. I I, I agree. I agree because it, and and that would and you talk about nostalgia. Mm -hmm. That's I like mean, every wrestling fan would, would get behind it. Yeah, because like they would be like Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone called WCW matches all through the years of TBS, mm -hmm. and then you know Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross were both involved with Monday Night War callings. Exactly. So. So they so they've been in the foxhole basically. They the know time. everything about the business and they could bring it to a whole nother level now. Absolutely and they know each other. Yes. They, they know one knows when to talk and when not to talk. 
basically. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how it all unfolds, but I cannot wait for it. Yes. I mean, this is going this like I said, this is going to be one of the biggest months. It's definitely going to be one of the biggest weeks in pro wrestling history. In in literally 20 years, this is going to top everything uh, uh, that's going on. And that is it, though, for the wrestling news and everything like that. Uh, we are going to be back right after these words from TMB Studios. We'll catch up on more wrestling news uh, next week and everything like that. And we will cover... AEW's opening show from top to bottom. We're going to talk about it from yep. front to back. And you know what? We are going to talk about NXTs. I'm going to watch both of them. Absolutely. It's going to be like flashing back to the teenage years and going back and forth between both channels. Actually, it wouldn't be a teenage year for me, though. I was no, you'd a be a kid. kid. I, I was, was a teenager. Kid. And I actually, I didn't get the flip back and forth. It was bedtime, Bonzo. Well, that's your fault, not mine. <laughs> it wasn't my fault that blame my fucking parents. Never mind. Anyways. <laughs> love you, Mom. You heard it on here. Shut up. Anyways. We're, we're going to take right it on back. Maury. We're going to be right back after these words from TNB Studios. It's SWN, the Snowball Wrestling Network. Chris, you better play the damn commercials. Greetings, wrestling fans. Viro Pro Wrestling invites you on the night of October 12th to get infected. On a night of terror at Trick or Trauma. Your captors will include Joey Lynch, the international superstars, Sean Legacy, Impact Superstar Crazy Steve, AC Mack, Bluff Man. Lucky Ali The Prodigal Son 6 Chip Day Jason Kincaid Owen Knight And Wade Adams Doors open at 6.30 and bell time is at 7 Tickets can be purchased at vpw.ticketbud.com. Join us for a frightfully infectious night as Viral Pro Wrestling presents Trick or Trauma. <laughs> You're listening to the Stovall Wrestling Network, exclusively on TMB Studios. All right. We're back here, and uh, I, I, we, we had a lot of fun uh, on that segment uh, and everything like that, or that match, whatnot, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but attention. In fact, Chris, I'm gonna let you tell me uh, what you saw, and then I, I and then I will give the fans my thoughts. All right. So first, let me go ahead and pull it back up so I can like talk about it in its entirety. Okay, so uh, there is a page on Facebook called Honest Wrestling Promoter, and oh, right there, <laughs> he posted about a flyer um, that he said he saw, um, and I didn't believe it until I actually pulled it up. And oh, okay, Honest. Okay, I I, I get what that. Yeah. Is. Okay. okay, now you understand. 
Okay, so point blank, I, I had to hunt the flyer down. You know, I had to see this for myself. And what I saw shocked the crap out of me, okay? This is a promotion in Thomaston, Georgia. Not Thompson, Georgia. No. Thomaston, Georgia. Okay? I don't even know where that is. I don't either. Okay, but it's featuring the reigning and defending NWA Georgia heavyweight champion Tommy Too Much, okay? But the flyer is advertising AJ Steele versus Simon Sermon. And get this, and this is what brought this controversial thing to a head here. A U.S. flag versus gay flag match. And I am not, you know, pulling your leg. I'm not ribbing nobody. This is real flyer for the 28th, which has already passed, okay? This is a real match. I'll even post the, the, the graphic on, on the Facebook page so you guys can see this. Yeah. This uh, is real. Wow. Just wow. Like, I, I don't understand what the logistics are behind this. And a lot of people argue, like, well, if you go back to the old territory days, it's whatever drew. No. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm hand it back to you because I know you've got a lot to say about this. Yeah. So um okay. So again, this is no holds barred. Anything goes at this point. All right. So okay. First of all, and I don't know what promotion this is. Um, you said Pro Wrestling Circuit. Yeah, that's, right? that's the name of what's on the flyer. Okay. okay well, whatever. Um, let me, let, let me just state for the record, you give Georgia Wrestling a bad name. I mean, seriously, you, you give us a bad name. There's already, you know, talks of, of Southern Wrestling and, and, you know, racist people here or, or, or homophobes here in, in Georgia because this is the Bible Belt and everything uh, like that. So, hey. Let's egg that on even further, this kind of bullshit, all right? And no, ladies and gentlemen, I will not hold back. My uh, because if the gay guy is the heel guy, then you should just just go out of business right now. Don't even bother putting on the show. Don't even bother setting up in the fucking wherever you are. Don't bother. Because that, that's just wrong, all yeah. right? That is, it's what I hated about Rusev's gimmick when he first came in. It, I cannot stand those types. I can't stand those types of USA versus anybody, right? Okay, because first of all, let's take this in, into consideration, okay? So say we have, all right, back in the day, Kenzo Suzuki, right? Mm -hmm. He was the Japanese guy. It, they were building him as a Japanese guy, and he was like, oh, anti-America and stuff like that, blah, 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 all right? So then let's just say for the sake of argument, right afterwards, Shinsuke Nakamura comes in. Fans are trained to hate this opposite side. So he can't come in as a face. No, he can't. So if you're Japanese, you're automatically a heel. If you were British, you were automatically a heel. If you're automatically heel, 
Because that's what you do when you have these types of matches like that. So that right there in and of itself, I think, needs to die. This bullshit, though, this is on another level. This is disgraceful. Who, Whose fucking brilliant idea was this at Pro Wrestling Circuit? Now, I want to know the moron that sat there and thought, oh, you know what, this would be a great drawing factor, all right? We're going to have a gay guy, we're going to have a straight guy. It's USA versus the gays and everything. I'd have kicked him in the fucking face and then tell him, all right, I'm going to book you in a matchup, all right? I'm, I'm going to use you in this segment. I have to have you in this segment. So I'm going to book you in this matchup, and I'm going to have this guy beat the shit out of you for that, all right? And no, not Brad Armstrong jump someone surprising. No, I'm saying you're going to see this coming because you're a dumbass. I mean, seriously, here's, and here's my question then to the talent that is featured on that poster. If you see that, why do you want to be a part of that? What in your mind thinks I should have a flyer? I should have my name on this flyer with this main event. Please tell me. You must be very desperate for work. Because that's the only way that you should be involved. First of all, if you look at this flyer, there is a referee on the photo. A referee. I love Chris Wiggins and everything like that, and he's not on this photo, but he's a referee, and he's actually recognizable, but I put him on the flyer, because he's a ref. So what? Yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. And, I and, just, I, and, and here's the thing, I, it's just, why? What, what story, what, how is this? Helping someone get over. What is this doing for AJ Steele? Who, What's it doing for Simon Sermon? What's it doing for... I just... I'm mind-boggled. And another curious thing is... The NWA Jordan... No way Billy Corgan is okay Hell with that. Hell no, it's not. And, and honestly... Is Tommy Too Much really the Georgia heavyweight champion? Or is this just a... Playoff of an old belt that isn't existence with NWA anymore. I have not heard of the George Championship like brought back actually. No, I haven't either. And so I just don't. Again, you look at the talent. There's nobody recognizable. Not one person. Not one person. I'm not talking about the people that we interview here on the show or anything like that, or that we talk in Viral Pro or anything like that. I'm talking. These are unrecognizable folks. And you know what? You're going to be unrecognizable. You're going to not have a career if you attend that show. If I was booked on that show, right, say, say I had accepted the booking or, or whatnot, and then they come out with the flyer, and I don't know, you know, I've got 10 other bookings or something like that. So they come out with the flyer, and I see that on there. I'm calling I'm – calling, the head booker, and I'm like, well, you know what? I lied. I'm not going to show up because I am not going. That that Civic Center is not going to get phone calls about that? Oh, they're going to get phone calls. Left that and Civic right. Center is going to be what the fuck is this? Like, serious. Go fuck yourselves. Like, like, don't bother showing up. Do not bother setting up your ring. Don't bother setting up your Titan Drods. I doubt you have any. Don't don't bother, because you shouldn't. You 
you are the type of owners who should not be in this business, and you are the type of wrestling business that shouldn't be in business. There's a lot of wrestling out there that should be in business and whatnot, and then there is a lot that shouldn't be in business. This is one of them. It's disgraceful. It is shameful. It's every fucking negative thing I could say in the book. I'm not going to justify it and giving you the location of it or whatnot. I heard I said Thompson, Georgia. You figure out where that is. Thomaston, not Thompson. Okay, Thomaston. I didn't mean to say Thompson or anything. And that's like the that. other thing too is that Thomaston. You it, figure out where that is. Pull that up. Well, on see, the that's the other thing is that it's so close to sounding like Thompson. With viral pro wrestling. Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely not. Wouldn't ever happen. No, because viral pro does things by the book. They do things the right way, and they don't hate. They don't use stuff we have like that. Effie in viral pro wrestling, who is, you know, he's openly gay mm -hmm. and everything like that. And fans, he gets the biggest reaction almost a lot of the times. Does he not? He does. But I can almost guarantee you, if a booker walked up to him or walked up to him and said, "I want you to do a match against this guy, U.S. flag versus gay pride flag, and I'm going to pay you X amount and of I, dollars," he is not going to do it. Oh my God, he would, he would, he would slap him. Yeah, like he would, he would say yes and then drive to there, slap them, and then leave. Yeah. Oh uh, well, you know what, I'm. I, I'm done talking about it, all right? Because honestly, the more I see the damn flyer, the more I think about it, the more it just pisses the fuck off. And uh, it should any worker off in this business. Like, I don't even, I don't even understand how the two of the guys that are booked in this matchup are okay with this. Was it, was it one of their ideas? I, I, I don't. Or know. was the money I, too great to turn down? There's no fucking way no. in hell. There's no way in hell. All right, if you were offering AEW money, I might could be like, well, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll get a few backlashes on Twitter or something like that. But no, no, they don't mm. even. They, look at whatever. I'm done with it. Don't even. I'm not even bothering with it. But I'm telling you, if you just event, or if I, you I, went to this event because it's a past tense at this point, well, it was I, this I past question, Saturday. Yeah, I question your. Uh, your moral beliefs or whatnot, but whatever. Let's talk about something that is good and that is and, and that uh, you know has good people working for it and whatnot and, and does things by the book. That's viral pro wrestling. Yes, in um, Thompson, Georgia, a place that actually matters. Really, I mean, seriously, people can actually find it. Yep. So let's just put it like this: viral pro wrestling has been making a ton of announcements about the upcoming event. Trick or trauma. Yeah, they they pretty make one almost every single week. There's a different matchup that's being announced and everything like that. And there was a huge announcement that the Outbreak Championship will be on the line. Owen Knight, the working team captain as part of the unknown, he is going to take on Crazy Steve. That is right, crazy championship, Chris. That is going to be insane. Yes, and that is the same exact crazy Steve that was part of um of uh, oh my God, what was their faction? Decay. Yes, decay. 
Decay! Decay! Now here's something. Decay! Here's something funny. Now, and, and this could very well happen, folks. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but Caleb Stovall might lose his mind if it did happen. Uh, because no, there's no way in hell that's going to happen. Well, I mean, Abyss has already been there. Crazy Steve's coming. Who's to say that we can't have a little bit of Rosemary mixed in with it and have a little DK reunion right there at Trick or Trauma? Yeah, well... You don't know what's up the sleeves of Viral Pro Wrestling's management that team. That happens. Like, legit, I will lose my voice forever uh, on commentary. You can hear him over there sounding like me talking about Tessa. Rosemary! Rosemary and the DK! <laughs> You're gonna have to take over. Have a voice after. Uh, he won't have one if if Decay makes a complete like reunion at Viral Pro and he gets to see Rosemary in the flesh. Uh, he will completely lose his voice. He'll probably faint, and I'm gonna have to pick up the pieces. And he's just gonna look at me and go, "Get an interview and a picture. I don't care if I'm passed out. Get it. Just get <laughs> get her autograph too." <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> he'll look up like, "What happened? I don't know. I don't know." But Rosemary's over there. Rosemary. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, aside from all of that being completely true, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, 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 I don't know that that could happen, but I do know what is happening: is the working team captain Owen Knight is facing Crazy Steve. Wow, I wonder what he's going to have to say about that uh, and about Joshua Hancock as well, because none of them, like any incisions that Joshua Hancock makes when it comes to all of them. No, they don't like... I, and, 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 you know, that's something I forgot to ask Kitchens about. Like, like, okay, well, what decisions could he make that would make you happy and everything Just like hand that. over the company to me. Yeah, it probably like be that. something like that. Just understand that I know what talent works and what talent doesn't. Right. That's why Chris Dickens didn't work. <laughs> You're wait. I think you actually started crying there for a minute. A little bit. Because <laughs> I actually tapped into Kitchen's mindset for a second, and all of a sudden <laughs> I believed what I was hearing. I'm sorry. And, and I'm like, oh my god. I was in the mind of the demented for a second there. I took a walk onto the unknown. That was crazy. I won't do that again. But either way it goes, a lot of announcements have been made. Um, uh, you guys heard the commercial earlier in the program. Foreign uh, objects. Six is going to be at the show. And we yes. saw he, he made his appearance at Infection 4. So that's yes. going to be in... Um, and Chuckles the Clown is going to be there. Oh, Lord. Oh, my Lord. That's going to be great. He's he's one of the top personalities right now on the independents. And so... It's going to be scary for me because I'm not liking clowns. Me and clowns don't mix. Then you don't like ICP. I, I don't float down here. <laughs> and, no, no thank you. Okay, so yeah, literally he... I think Chris My name's Cushing. not Georgie, and I am not going to tell the Georgia sewer drain. No, thank you. Okay, this was so weird on that one. I think he's losing it, so we're going to move on from that. If you want to catch more Viral Pro Wrestling and everything, 
uh, like that. Remember, always check out their Facebook. <laughs> Facebook slash viral. He's laughing because I'm over here rocking back and forth in nervousness. <laughs> Look, guys, I just I watched it face. too. I can't help it. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? I laugh at your face. So does everybody else in the wrestling business. Yes, we do. <laughs> anyway, uh, but check out Facebook slash viral pro wrestling. Also, check out <laughs> SOS Custom Wrestling Events and whatnot. And also catch Toxic every Sunday mornings at 1 a.m. on Fox 54 with yours truly as the host where I bring you the best of Viral Pro Wrestling. Check that out as well. And it'll also be up on YouTube slash Viral Pro Wrestling. He hurt me, Mommy. He hurt Mrs. Dickens' baby boy. Oh, dear. I was about to say, he's turning into man kid. I'm 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 I'm, I'm Dickenstein. <laughs> He's man cut. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! I don't like you no more. Oh God! <laughs> Hashtag Dickens fears no one. I can do this. Okay, no, I can't. I, I can, but I can't. Okay, so now we know why it, he always runs when Kitchens is on the show. Cause anyway. he's a clown. <laughs> oh, Don't you like how I set that up? Oh my God! Well, Sue me, Kitchens. I dare you. Bell's already ringing several times. Yeah, that this is a disqualification. Go. Yeah, we gotta go, even though it was no old part. Anyway, <laughs> oh my god, but yes, uh, we're, we're gonna be back with this is Rob Van Dam, Guilty as Charged 2000. We'll be right back after a word from TMB Studios. It's the Stovall Wrestling Network. Have a nice day! I know we're supposed to do some sort of commercial or something like that, man. Uh, you know, I'm not prepared for stuff like this. Look, it's easy, man. You just got to say one line. That's it. One, one line. Okay. Yep. So, uh, well, you picked up the, what was, what's, what's the one line? Look, look, it's easy to say, man. Look, all you got to do is say that 90s nostalgia is now on TMB Studios in podcast form, and we're talking about the 90s more than ever before. That simple. So, is that your line or my line? That's your line. Oh, well, you just said it. No, I, I uh, said it because you said your line. So, so we're done here. No, we're not done. All you had to do was just say that 90s Nostalgia is on TMB Studios, and it's in podcast form, and we're talking about the 90s more than ever before. How hard is that for you to say? It's not, but you said it already. I know I said I said it to say for you. Uh, well, well, I guess we're done here. Uh, no, no, we're not done. Ah, oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay. Uh, hey, just let's just start the commercial. It's already it's started. Already what? <laughs> no, we don't start the commercial until I say start the commercial. I'm the guy in charge. Yeah. And we don't start it. Studios, touch my Bass Productions. It's the same thing all over again. People tell us what to do. I tell you. Oh, what the? Nobody starts it. We need to start this until somebody says 90s nostalgia on TMB Studios. I guess we're done. And I, I guess um, I'm out of here. I'll talk to you later, brother. No, no, we're 90s Nostalgia, just say the freaking line! 90s Nostalgia, catch it exclusively on TMB Studios. Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TMB Studios. All right, we are back here, ladies and gentlemen, and it is time for the main event. The 
really, evening. You really can't hold it, can you? I didn't. Not try. like Brett Wolverton. I didn't. Sure. Oh, okay. No, okay. Hey, okay. Hang on. Get, get out your fucking stopwatch then. Okay, I got okay, you. Here we go. Made about 20 seconds, give or take. And that's longer than he does, is it? I don't know. How long is he gone? I think he's went like 45 seconds. No, I don't actually pay attention to how long he's No, because you're sitting there fiddling your thumbs at the commentary table like, can we hurry this up? I got a match to call. <laughs> Sound like Daniel Mayne over there. This isn't the best part of the show. The best part of the show is where I start the music. Oh my God. I start playing Gary Newman over here. Everybody loves car. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Conway. <laughs> oh, God. We had to go there, didn't we? <laughs> that is the longest segue in Family Guy history. <laughs> it's a whole damn song. They literally played the whole song with the credits and everything. Just thinking, just thinking flatline. Oh, guys. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, now for intermission, we will be playing a little bit of Gary Newman. <laughs> Hope you enjoy it. This song is about 15 minutes long on loop. <laughs> hey, Daniel, that's what actually is going to happen? Okay. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm going to do a whole podcast on nothing but Gary Newman songs. <laughs> well, then that would be the shortest episode ever. I'm going to call it the Gary Newman experience. <laughs> oh, my Everybody God. Everybody making Mountain Dew and smoking Marlboros. Anyways, I, I don't even know if I'd be... <laughs> Brett Wolverton, that wasn't even my job, but I did it. Now, I'm not going to make that a freaking thing every time. No, don't. The main event! And tonight, we have a good one for you. Damn, that's RVD versus Sapu. Or as I like to say it like this, this, the homicidal, suicidal, genocidal Sapu. Did I know that? That's pretty good. <laughs> I think that's exactly how Abu from ECW Guilty as Charged. God damn it, I even got to do it. Guilty as Charged. Yeah, you think I'm marking out to Daniel a little too much. Jesus Christ, you Shut might up. as well be Paul Heyman. Shut up. Anyways. <laughs> uh, he's going to okay, start charging royalties for using his likeness. Probably. He already charged someone <laughs> for doing it or something like that. Ladies and gentlemen! No, you're not. No. <laughs> Anyways, though, yes, ECW's Guilty as Charged 2000. Rob Van Dam versus Sabu for the ECW Television Championship. And uh, this one, well, I think we covered uh, the entire review event, right? But we kind of skimmed through it because, you know, back when like we first started the show... Uh, we were kind of introducing that, and we hadn't really gotten all the kinks worked out of that yet. Um, so instead, you know, I wanted to do that match a little bit more justice than what we did it. Yeah, because it was it was one of the top matches on the card in general. Well, originally, you know, I was watching the obviously, you know, uh, the main event is great and everything uh, like that. But when I got to this matchup, so I forgot that this matchup was on it. To be quite honest. So when I saw that it was on it, and when I watched it, I was like, oh my god, this match was amazing. 
I loved every single minute of it. And when we covered it, I felt like we didn't give it, you know, enough time or day with it. So here we're going to make it the main event here tonight uh, for our program. And, uh, yeah, let's just start right off the bat. It starts off with the entrance. And before you ask, ladies and gentlemen, uh, no, that is not from Rob Van Dam and Sab. It actually is the smoke screen coming out. <laughs> Yeah. From the entrance, it's not them, although they're probably they was. probably were doing it in the back. It probably was spot like right back there where uh, it just everyone went. Yep, that's where Van Dam and Sabu is. It, they probably didn't have they're to standing right there in Gorilla. They're like we can't afford a smoke screen. We got you, dude. <laughs> Whole show, right for real. But anyways, yeah, they they both come out and everything. And they, you know, they go through their stuff. And did it not look like right off the bat that Van Dam had almost killed Sabu, like right off the bat? Yeah, it did. I mean, that was just insane. I mean, the whole damn match was insane. But I got to touch on something real quick with Rob Van Dam and his entrance. Jesus Christ, I thought, like, Undertaker on the motorcycle was too fucking long of an interest. This motherfucker went around the whole damn crowd high-fiving people, kissing on little girls and shit like that. And I'm just like, dude, know where the fuck you are right now. <laughs> I'm looking at this and I'm well, watching him. He goes back. he kissed was his wife at the time. No, this was a 12-year-old he gave a kiss on the head to. And I'm like, well, okay. And then he walked, to, he walked a... to one woman and he was talking. And it wasn't his wife. They showed a video, uh, like an up-close shot of her. But another person, he walked to him, high five, went to walk away, spun around like a th- complete 360 spin around, and went back to him and started talking more. I'm like, you have a match. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this pay-per-view is on a time limit. Well, Are you, you know, eating up time? Was, what are you doing? <laughs> that was the point, like, like, he meant to do that, you know, kind of thing. It was always like, he never was a really, like, at first he was a heel in ECW. Right. But then, like, he got so damn popular that, that he that he towed the line of it, basically. He said, yeah. I was Rob Van Dam. I'm just amazing, basically. And, yeah, I agree. His damn interest was why I didn't want to cover it, but you decided to cover it. Well, so I, it I, I had to touch base on it because I, I sat there and rewatched the match. <laughs> right. And I'm sitting there. I watched Sabu and Bill Alfonso win, and I'm like, okay, that's, you know. And, of course, Bill Sabu Alfonso. Sabu didn't waste no, no, he, waste no like, he, got, he got in the ring. He did this whole little point in the sky. Bill Alfonso, of course. He's like, let's go before the weed wears off. It's like, I'm all jacked up on something. (laughs) It ain't Mountain Dew, but it is green. Um, (laughs) But Rob Van Dam walks out like, man, I had that Cali Compton weed. I'm calm. (laughs) I'm going to say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Well, Well, you know... Right though, with, with lock up, and I wouldn't even call it a lock up. You know, like like they basically like went after him. It's they do between each other, obviously, but it's also that it's it's sloppy chemistry, if if that makes any sense. Like here's here's what I liked about that. Like we touched on this earlier, right, when we were talking about the Attitude Era, and mm-hmm. we said a lot of those like. Hardcore matches were comedy spots, all you know, mostly all the time. Like, like you could barely take it, you know, serious. Like the announcers would be laughing, like they're fighting in a popcorn stand. Or they'll look at that maneuver, <laughs> like that kind of. Yeah. Thing. But you watch this match from EW, and it has those types of spots. 
but no one's laughing. No, they're taking it as serious as serious can be. And those guys legit look like they're trying to kill each other. They do. Because what's funny about that is they probably were. They're best friends in real life, obviously, but, man, Van Damme was always known for working stiff as fuck. I think half the time he didn't even realize where he was. Like I said, he's probably too stoned to realize he was wrestling. <laughs> Let's not forget why he lost the WWE title. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think the Sandman will get over. What you think? <laughs> Paul, who are you Just talking to? I know, right? Anyways, but, dude, there was that one spot, right, where they had the table propped up. Oh, God. The table was propped up on the, um, the barricade. Jesus Christ. Uh, I thought he killed him. Oh, my. <laughs> no, I thought he killed himself. That's what I'm saying. Just Sabu, like, literally goes up, watches himself, and the thing that is holding it up, like, there's not much there's room nothing there. There's nothing there. So it's like when he hit, he hit sternum first. Yeah. Van Damme actually probably was safer. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> half the stuff that Sabu's done through the years, I think that isn't the icing on the cake there, okay? He probably took that and be like, that felt better than the time I had the barbed wire match with Terry. <laughs> Right, that didn't hurt as bad. Um, oh, I don't but, know. But, but it was cringeworthy to watch. Like, he, like, I love how in a matchup he will legit tape his knee up and everything like that. He tapes everything up, right? Because uh, he's even, he was made the statement that if he's injured, he doesn't like go get checked or anything. He just tapes it up and goes. He tapes his ribs up. He tapes his wrist up. That's, he tapes that's his elbow very up. very obvious uh, after watching Pretty soon, Sabu can't even have the gimmick of being, uh, you know, the Sheik's, like, predecessor. He'll look like the mummy. He'll have to start calling himself something as such. <laughs> King Tuttenhamen or whatever the fuck he wants to be because he'll be wrapped in tape. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you just said, but all right. Uh, but that's it, the thing it, I was watching. In this, I'm sorry. Go I ahead. Oh, I'm just going to say, you know, he made the appearance in Flatline. He was signing autographs. And that was oh, my yeah. biggest worry was that he was going to show up the Flatline wrapped up in tape looking like something out of a mummy movie. And then he's going to set himself on fire because he's going to light up a doobie and fucking burn his whole self up with it. Let's <laughs> even call himself it Blank great. Man. But there you go. Getting to meet him and everything like that. So, But. The, in this matchup, I believe, like, Rob Van Dam, like, really showed, you know, why he became one of the biggest stars, to be quite yeah. honest. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the spots that he did in this matchup had a lot of thought process to it. Is, you know, the problem with a lot of his matches in ECW and somewhat Sabu's matches was there there wasn't a lot of thought unless it was like a really good rivalry or right. a really good story that they could follow. And this one they could. You know, they're both fighting for the belt. And I, the, the one that really deserves the show stealing in this is fucking Bill Alfonso Fonzi. Yeah. Because his, his, the way he would blow the whistle, he would point up, and then he would point his, you know, hands down like Rob and then he would point up like Sabu, because it was whoever wins, he wins, you know. Yeah, like, he's going to go with either with either party. It's so funny. I, I, I love that. Fonzi, he might be one of the most underrated managers, actually, in this business. Now, I agree with that. He is one of the uh, most underrated men. Now, he took that Van Daminator like a fucking champ. Oh, my God, did he ever. That Van Daminator, like, that was better than what he did on Sabu. 
And yeah. here's the thing: there would be some chair shots, right, in the night oh, where, where they would not, not, not even in this matchup, but in this like entire. That, that, well, that that's because Sabu. Sabu had this inept ability to when he wrestled, he was almost like the Sandman, but he was the innovator of this. Instead of swinging the chair. Motherfucker throws the chair. Yeah. All right, and he threw it in Rob Van Dam's face because Rob Van Dam went for the Van Damator. He ducked it, turned around, and threw it right in his face. And yes, you see it that connect. Was amazing. Yeah. And then the second, the second time he went to do the Van Damator, he went to do it, and Sabu ducked. And when he lifted back up, he hit him with it. It was fucking priceless. I love that. I also love like the Arabian moon salts. That he did, oh, like, like, I thought, I thought, oh, God, he's going to miss. And then, like, uh, the referee's not there. The referee is knocked out and everything like that. And then, um, and the referee got knocked out, I think. Yeah, the referee Sabu, got knocked out. Did um, Sabu throw the chair or was it Van Damme? He came off the I rope. No, he came off the ropes to hit um, Van Dam with a leg drop. Oh, and, and yeah. And they pulled the ref. The ref got caught in the crossfire. Right, I saw that. And then... Um, he hit the moonsault, and then he hit the flying leg drop. Which he did in this matchup. You know, here's the thing. People say, well, that's spot fest wrestling, and, 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 and we don't like that and everything like that. I remember um, Ricochet, right, when they gave him such a hard time about that Will Ospreay matchup. They were like, that looked like an acrobatic dance, blah, 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 and all this, and He's just like, look, I wouldn't have that match with anybody else. It's only a matchup that me and him can have. Exactly. So it works for that time, right? So same here with Van Dam and Sabu. Like, they're not going to be able to do that with everybody else. No. So it, it made perfect sense to work each other that same way because they're both high flyers. Exactly. They're both extreme workers, and it just made perfect sense. It was a perfect harmony of uh, – what everybody wanted to create. The storyline with them being tag teams but fucking despised each other and you have Bill Alfonso trying to catch them, that is just gold. Yeah. But that is, like, and here's the thing, that provided some good comedy spots in, in a way. But that's tasteful comedy. It didn't make the, it's, made Van Damme look like a jackass, but that's what he was supposed to be. Yeah. He's supposed to be a hot shot and everything like that. And it made Sabu look crazy. That's what he's supposed to be. That That is utilizing your talent in the right way. Exactly. And the fact of that Van Damme, remember this too. He had held the CW uh, television champion now for about 20 months. Like, he'd held it since 1998. He held it all through 99, and then he he's held it since 1998. Here was the thing. I always thought that there were two matches they were trying to set up, okay? they were Obviously, they were trying to get it to where the ECW, and let's see which one, you know, is bigger or whatnot. And obviously, they wanted Van Damme as the ECW television champion going into it. And I think that there were two possibilities. There was either Taz before he went to WWE. I think that they wanted it to be Taz versus Van Dam for the ECW and you know television championship and whatnot. Or if it wasn't going to be him, I think they wanted Mike Awesome. Yeah, because that would have been that would have been great too. Problem was both of those guys jumped ship. Yep. 
So they weren't able to execute that. Well, see what and Paul Heyman said. I think that that's said. where this was leading to. Even Paul Heyman said half the storylines that they were coming up with they couldn't utilize because a lot of the big name talent left for WWF or WCW. So, Which is why you had like Awesome versus Spike Dudley on a pay per view. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, that was a great matchup, and it ended up being a great story. I liked it. Like I, I like what they were going for and everything like that. Problem is, though, is it it was like, well, like, out of all the matches. Now, Van Dam versus Sabu, you put that on a pay-per-view, it's going to sell. Yeah, that's gold. That doesn't matter. But that wasn't even the main event. The main event legit was the ECW title, Mike Awesome versus Spike Dudley. But I legit, I think that's where they were trying to go with this. And then they were going to see how long they could keep Van Dam going and everything like that. And then he got injured, so then all of that, you know, that fucked everything just up. Away. And I think, I think that is what Paul Heyman did not know in ECW. He always banked uh, at first, like he would bank on storylines working and everything like that. And then it's like, oh shit, what do I do now? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people mess up. Yeah. Or anything like that. But this matchup, though, is worth the price of admission, and it's definitely worth checking out. Would you agree? I agree wholeheartedly. It is one of the greatest matchups in ECW history, and it's with two guys who are considered ECW legends. I, I, I agree. I Yeah, I could put it up there with, with uh, the great matches of ECW. And, and for all of the hardcore violence and everything like that, there are those matches where it has chairs and weapons and everything like that. Or they can't, or they, or they're just pure wrestlers. Where mm-hmm. these guys, they were able to do both. They were able to give everybody a mixture of everything that they were looking for, and, and make all a of great it made sense. Exactly. And I, I love this matchup uh, from start to finish. Uh, just the moves that they came up with, and, and think about this—they were doing those moves, you know, then. Now look at what the fuck. Did. I still go back to that ladder match at AEW with the Young Bucks. I, I legit, I'm like, I want to check to see if there's, like, robotic parts in those guys. Because yeah. I don't understand how human beings Well, it's just look at it like this. If it wasn't for matches like that with Sabu and Rob Van Dam, we wouldn't have matches like that with the Young this Bucks. This is very true. The Lucha Brothers. And that's where ECW always made innovate, like, did, was innovative, I should say. Because it wasn't just about the hardcore vibe. They didn't invent hardcore. No. Let's be honest. They didn't. Who invented hardcore really was Japan. Mm-hmm. They were doing exploding death matches and stuff like that long before ECW, you know, started bringing in chairs, weapon American style, and that, you know, extreme style. And mix it together and make something creative and unique. Well, that only works if you have the talent. And Van Dam and Sabu have unlimited talent. Even to this day, I don't care if they're, you know, how old they get or whatnot. They still have unlimited talent. They're just, and this, and you know, I, I always go back to an interview with Arn Anderson when he talked about when he first saw Rey Mysterio versus Dean Malenko at the Great American Bash. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just like, I couldn't have thought of these moves, let alone perform them. So you know, think about that. For a second, it's like it's like wow, these guys were not only able to think of these, but they were able to do them exactly, and, and bring it to an audience that's never seen it. This is very true, and, and it's hard to after a while with ECW fans because you know by the time that they usually get to that matchup, they've already seen half of everything. True. 
But with Van Damme and Sabu, you know, that was just something. And Van Damme, at this point, was beyond over, was he not? Yeah, he was over. He was more over than, uh, Jesus, who can I point? Right up there with Tommy Dreamer. He was up there with Sandman, Raven, and all of them. If you, if you wanted to put him up with, like, who was he over compared to WWE and WCW at the time, he was like Sting and uh, Stone Cold, to be honest, in ECW. And the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels in his heyday. Absolutely. Absolutely, and and this match showed it. This matchup was great. If you get the chance to, ladies and gentlemen, you need to check this out. ECW Guilty as Charged 2000, the ECW Television Championship is on the line. Rob Van Dam versus Boo. It is an incredible, incredible matchup. And that is the end of your main event here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But we will have another main event Next week, right here on the SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network podcast, we're going to cover Kurt Angle versus Abyss from TNA. That's right. We're going total nonstop action next week, folks. And it's going to be Kurt Angle versus Abyss from Turning Point 2008. It is a false Count Anywhere matchup. Gentlemen, might be the greatest Falls Count Anywhere matchup I've ever seen, and that's saying something. That is. It it's, truly it's gonna is, be great. but we're, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about why it is and everything like that. We're going to watch it uh, and watch along with us, folks. Uh, make sure you check it out. You've got plenty of time till next week, folks, to check this out. So uh, make sure you check it out, do your homework, and, do, and come along with us. And come on back! To the Stovall Wrestling Network podcast. Chris, what an awesome show we had here tonight. We had a tremendous show here tonight, folks. Be sure to come back next week. We're going to be checking out NXT yes. as well as AEW Dynamite's premiere. We're going to be checking out the biggest week in wrestling history. Yes, and also don't forget to stop by the TNA uh, Studios shop. The GA. TNA. Uh, yeah, okay, so I lost myself for a minute because I had a thought process of that matchup. <laughs> TMBstudioshop.ga. Pick yourself up some SWM merchandise and keep a lookout because there's new merchandise appearing in the next couple of weeks. Mm. And be sure to go and check out Viral on Twitter. Check them out at SOS uh, Customs Network. I guess I got that right. That SOS Customs Network. Yep. And check out some of the past episodes. <laughs> Folks, it's, it's about to be big. It's about to be huge. It's about to be monumental. Professional wrestling is blowing up, and we're at the forefront. Yes, yes, and, and that's what I've always dreamed about and everything like that, and it's happening right here at the Snowball Wrestling Network SWN. I hope you all enjoyed tonight's show. We're going to cover it all, though, next week. The biggest week in pro wrestling history begins this week, and we're going to cover it on next episode. But a lost for now. We are going to sign off here for Chris Dickens. I'm Caleb Stovall. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Stovall Wrestling Network. Peace. I'll see you next week.